When God appeared and spoke to Moses, his countenance was so changed that when he came back to the people, when he came back down the mountain, when he came out of the pillar of fire, people were afraid. His face shone like the sun. And so Moses veiled his face. And so powerful was the experience for him that Moses had a hard time communicating this. And so when we read in the narrative there, Moses was off in a tent. And that was where he would talk to God, away from the community. Moses became supernatural almost, superhuman, a cause of fear. We often do this with the saints as well. We look at the poverty of St. Francis, the chastity of St. Aloysius Gonzaga, the spiritual experiences of St. Catherine of Siena, and we put them up on a pedestal. That they are superhuman in their encounters with God. They're so much greater, so much better than any one of us. How could I possibly be anything like that? And we separate ourselves. We put them up on a pedestal. But God and the works in the saints to make them not less human, but more human. The saints are the ones who show us what it truly means to be fully alive, to be fully human. They struggle, they're broken, they sin, and yet they turn constantly to God. They are not extraordinary, they're simply ordinary men and women with a great love with a great faith. This is what we're all called to, to know and love God, to be known and loved by Him, and to share that with each other. Not to isolate ourselves, but to be a part of a vibrant community and to invigorate the community with the love that God shows to us. This is why the Lord continues to step down to our level, whereas Moses was able to go off and see God, Jesus becomes one of us. Jesus became human in flesh. The divine Godhead united himself to our humanity. And he further comes to us in feeding us. The most intimate, the most beautiful act. God becomes flesh. Bread and wine becomes God, and we are called to the feast. This is extraordinary. This is a greater encounter with God than Moses had in the desert. But what does it do? It unites us to God and to each other. We're called not to be separated, not to be cast off, not to be put on a pedestal above but to walk with each other. God loves us. He feeds us. He calls us certainly to something extraordinary, but he supports us through the ordinary. We see this beautifully in the first reading. The prophet Elijah is fearing for his life. He is running away. He has challenged the queen, and now he is being threatened with death. He cries out, Lord, this is enough. I don't know if I can go on. And what does God do? He feeds him. How often do we come to Mass? How often do we go to the Lord in prayer and cry out, Lord, this is enough. 
I don't know if I can go one step further. I don't know if I have it left in me. What does God do? He feeds you. He offers you his body, blood, soul, and divinity. He humbles himself so that you might be lifted up, so that you might have strength for the journey, so that you might have Jesus Christ in the center of your life. And it is only when Christ is the center of our life that life makes sense, that suffering can be endured joyfully, that the difficulty can be taken on with a sense of purpose, with a sense of hope. The Eucharist allows us to put Christ in the center of our life because Christ comes and puts himself there. St. Peter Julian Imard, who was a, a great writer on the Eucharist, has this to say. In the Eucharist, Jesus gives us himself so that he is in our thoughts, in us, with us, beside us, continuing and perfecting his work of making us his intimates and friends. In something so simple, the Lord does something so exceptional. In the second reading we heard from St. Paul, we need to put away anger, we need to put away fury and all this backbiting, right? What a poignant message for us to hear in our divided world where if we turn on the television, rancor and discord and animosity reign supreme. In Christ Jesus, St. Paul tells us very clearly that we are called to not be angry, to put fury away. That's only possible when Christ is the center of our life. Christ becomes the center of our life when we go to Mass and receive Him in the Eucharist. Jesus says in the Gospel, The bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. For life, Jesus died. For life, Jesus feeds us. For life, we come to Mass. Not to be somber, not to be sullen, not to be angry, but to be alive. To be fed by the bread that gives us eternal life. But just like Moses, we are called regularly to go away, to sit before the pillar of fire, to sit before the living God. And I encourage you so strongly to try and find at least 20 minutes each week, if you're able, to sit before the blessed sacrament in silence. To let what was ordinary that is now extraordinary infuse and inspire your life. If a simple piece of bread can become God, what is God trying to do with you through his blessed sacrament, through the Eucharist, so that you might have life? We are all called to be holy. Holy not in the sense that we're set apart, but holy in that we're building up together, walking with each other, invigorating, inspiring, and building up the kingdom of God. The bread of life that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. Lord Jesus, give us this bread. Give us this life.